0: Presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's reaction Monday on Main Street Sports. Today on the program, Zach Womble, Sumner County Sports will be joining us to get us up to date on what's happening in high school basketball tournament action. Also, Reaction to the Lady Balls and South Carolina, a heavyweight tilt on Sunday. Chris Lee, southeastern14.com will be joining us as well. And, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl racing, the Daytona 500 rookie with the win, Bubba, coming in second. Reaction to that and much more. Now to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and sports writer of the year, Mo Patton. Here's the Sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Reaction
1: Monday it is. And man, what a weekend in sports it was. I just want to, uh, I want you all to know that for a very extended moment yesterday, I thought Bubba won. I did too. And I may or may not have scared my child screaming that Bubba won. Um, so much so that she was standing by her crib and fell down on her butt and, and hit her head on the crib. I felt bad for, her. Uh, but like I was genuinely like, I was shocked cause I thought he has no entire right fender. He's not going to win. So <laughs> the fact that he got even close, I was so excited. Um, uh, but yeah, what, what a, what a race it was. We'll get into that a little bit later. And, so much more, man! What a what a wild weekend! You think Wednesdays are wild and wacky? It's fixing to get crazy. So <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's dive in because we've got uh, a very long set of scores and schedule. It's not that long, but it's long. Um, so plenty to get into. On today's Rundown. This
0: is The Rundown. Let's do it. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today.
2: In, dist- in District 8, a semifinal election There we go. Um, Page defeated Lawrence County 54-44 on Friday. Also in the District 10-2A semifinals, it was Loretto's boys with a 62-44 win over Giles County. Summertime with an 86-52 win over Lewis County. Grayson Burleson with half of <laughs> summer. You almost points. did not
1: say Burleson.
2: Um, you almost went
1: a little bit farther back in the.
2: Yeah, There's no telling where I was going. Grayson Burleson with 43 points in that win for the Eagles. In 10 1A semifinal action, Richland with a 56 53 over Wayne County. Santa Fe defeats Culioca 73 40.
1: And those are all boys' scores. These are also boys' scores in 12 4A semifinals. It was Ravenwood 55, Independence 53, Columbus. In
2: double overtime. <laughs>
1: It was double overtime. That was a crazy game, and yeah. Ravenwood had a heck of a tournament. <laughs> the the, uh, the coaches over there probably feeling a little bit (laughs) at the heart race uh columbia central won by 10 but it was off it was a lot closer than the 57 47 final score against summit Uh, in consolation action it was independent 70 summit 64 third place and in the championship game like i said ravenwood had a heck of a tournament uh, falling by two points to columbia central 56 54 in that title game
2: in girls 8-3A semifinal action, Lawrence County with a 39-34 win over Tullahoma in District 10-2A semifinals. Loretto 69, Lewis County 14, Summertown 69, Giles County 37. In the District 12-4A semifinals, it was Ravenwood defeating Independence 61-37 and Summit with the 41-38 win over Columbia Central.
1: In the consolation game, Columbia Central got the 66-47 win over Independence. And in the championship, Summit fell to Ravenwood 49-43. In the consolation game for District 10 1A, it was Richland 31, Santa Fe 36. Twenty-six. Twenty-five.
2: Was it twenty-five? Yes. Yeah. And NCAA men's basketball action over the weekend. Number 23, Arkansas at Bud Walton with a 58-56-48. Oh. Look, man. <laughs> Arkansas defeated 16th-ranked Tennessee 56 48 on Saturday. Also Vanderbilt with a 72-67 senior night win over Texas A&M in OVC play. Te- Tennessee State 63, EIU 49. MTSU stays hot with an 87-79 win over Florida Atlantic Belmont defeats Southern Illinois of Edwardsville 73-62. It's Tennessee Tech seventy three, Austin P sixty nine in in a Sun action Lipscomb seventy five, North Alabama seventy two. Women's action: Eastern Illinois
1: down Tennessee State seventy two sixty one, Austin P with a seventy one sixty one win over Tennessee Tech. Belmont down S I U Edwardsville eighty eight fifty in women's action Conference USA Middle Tennessee State with a dominant performance over F A U seventy two forty nine. In A-Sun play, Lipscomb down North Alabama, 70-59. to 59. And in the Southeastern Conference on Sunday, it was number one, South Carolina, 67. Number 12, Tennessee, 53. Ole Miss, 57. Vanderbilt, 47. In SEC play. And in the NHL, Carolina down to Nashville, 5-3 uh, with an empty netter to sell it.
2: Today's high school basketball action, boys – consolations and championships in 10-1-A down at Wayne County. It's Cullioka and Wayne County in the consolation game at 6, followed by Santa Fe and Richland in the championship game at 7:30. 10 10-2-A tournament action out at Mount Pleasant. The girls consolation has Giles County and Lewis County playing at 6, followed by the championship at 7:30 between Summertown and Loretta.
1: In 8-3-A, it's Paige and... Uh-huh. Page and Tullahoma girls in the consolation game at 6 p.m. And in the championship, Lincoln County takes on Lawrence County at 7:30. Those are at Tullahoma, if I'm correct. And then in NCAA Women's Action, a makeup game, Texas El Paso is at Middle Tennessee State 6 p.m. tip. That's gonna do it for today's rundown. Told you it was long. So, uh, top story real quick. I just want to mention this. A lot of folks saying that LeBron hit a game winner last night. Did anybody else see the game? How are you going to be up a point, but you make a shot at the end, and that's the game winner?
2: Were they doing that Elam ending or whatever, where the first team to whatever wins? It was 163-160, so I don't think so.
1: I mean, unless 163 is a random number. Maybe.
2: I I think that's the way that goes they come up with some random number after some point to to dispel the free throw parade or whatever It's it, look it up Google Elam ending I think it is but yeah so if that was the case then yeah that they seems- were the first team to 163 <laughs> I did not watch the game to answer your question
1: I, I, I didn't either I just somebody, everybody keeps saying game winner and I'm like how is that possible I don't know because again I don't care I tried to watch the dunk contest. It was trash. So anyway, a lot to get to. Let's talk to Zach Womble. Sumner County Sports on the other side of the break. We'll talk about a lot of the high school hoops action up north. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns after this.
2: Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, a look of a winner
1: zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
3: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today, or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio and glad to have you with us here on Reaction Monday as we get all the reactions from the weekend of sports. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you are not following us on Twitter at MS underscore sports today at Mo Patton, underscore sports and at Chris Yow 14 at J-P-P-S-E-C. I love how that rhymes. It works out really
2: well. I'm sure he intended it that way.
1: Got a lot to get to here as the region tournaments start to take shape in high school hoops action i don't think it's quite set in sumner county yet which means let's find out what it's looking like up there and to do that we have on the line with us here main street preps zach Womble. zach what's going on man
4: Fellas, how are you doing today? I'm doing good up here all the way all the way up here in Hendersonville. It's uh clouds are starting to roll in, but it's been a pretty nice day. It's been a pretty relaxed day. Just uh getting ready for tonight's uh, consolation of finals uh, for District nine A that's gonna be played at Station Camp High School. Hope hope you boys are doing well.
1: Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Lucky you, you get uh, you get the region tournament in your backyard. So that's cool. <laughs>
4: it is, yep. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be uh the semifinals and finals are going to be at Hendersonville High School after the TWSLA uh informed that informed station camp that their that their gym was just not big enough to host the region tournament with these new classifications. Uh I think they I think they missed the uh, the capacity by just just north of a 100 people, but yeah, they were supposed to host both the district and the region tournament instead they're just they're getting just the district tournament, the District 104A tournament that is of course, as you know, quarterfinal games in the region are played at the higher seed, And then, like I said earlier, the semifinals and finals action will move over to Hendersonville High School. So don't have to drive too far to uh, to see some region finals basketball.
1: That's always good. We're really interested in this particular region because it is the cross region for sub-state for the folks down here in Williamson County and in southern middle Tennessee, obviously Columbia is in the cross region there? So obviously, we all know about Beach. They're undefeated. They are in the championship game. It's uh, this Bucks team is as good as anybody in the state. They're number one, have been all year. What's the other team to look for uh, in the in the district tonight? The championship game and in that region, the cross region with the, I know Lebanon's in there.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, we can start. We can start off with the boys, since, since you mentioned them. Um, as you just mentioned, you know, Beach is undefeated, thirty and zero. They're playing as good a basketball as anyone in the state. Uh, I see the number one ranking, and obviously, you would agree with it. Uh, does that make them the best team in the state, or the team that's probably going to cut down the nets? You know, I don't know. That's that's still to be determined. I think you got a guy. In Brendan Miller, who plays for Kane Ridge, that, that will probably have something to say before it's all said and done. But, you know, outside thought, thought of Beach, I really like this Gallatin basketball team. You know, prior to Christmas break, uh, they couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Their offense was putrid. They, they couldn't figure it out on that end of the floor. But the one thing that they always had going for them was their defensive intensity. And if you've ever covered Bobby Luna or no Bobby Luna, the Gallatin boys basketball coach, you will know that's exactly what he does. I mean, you don't get to 550 career plus victories on accident, being bad at your job. So he he has got this team uh, always playing at a high level on the defensive end of the floor. But what has happened since um, since the turn of the new year is just a rejuvenation on the offensive end. They they decided to move AJ Davis to the bench, come off, be their sixth man, and that's really catapulted their offense. They they've really picked it up and, and found a new gear on that end of the floor since January started. And so they're going to play Beats tonight or excuse, Tuesday night in the district championship after playing them twice during the regular season. The first time at Beats they lost by 20 and the second time they lost a heartbreaker double overtime uh, to the bucks. But you know what? They have all the confidence in the world going into tomorrow night's game. And they should have confidence. I mean, Cade Martin just hit a thousand points for his career um, on Saturday. And so he's playing really, really well as a senior guard. Um, Cannon Hill can get hot. He's a streaky shooter, and so when he's hitting, he's he's hitting, and, and adds that uh, extra piece to their offense. That that long range ball. So I would say definitely Beach and Gallatin are two teams uh, to look out for if if either of them make the sub And then conversely, in the region, I think you have to look at Lebanon, right, led by Jared Hall, a guy that you know his talents are coveted. Talents are coveted by. I mean, you pick a school, throw a dart at the map. And I guarantee you that school is wants Jared Hall, a part of their team. So I think you can't overlook the Blue Devils at all. And so, you know, those are probably the three teams on the boys' side that I would really look at. If you're if you're your district or your region, then you're just trying to map out who could be a threat uh, in that sub-state round. And on the girls' side, I really think it lies in District 9-3A this year. Listen, I know Beach is undefeated in league play. They were 10-0 during the regular season. They've got a girl by the name of Bree Ellis. They can go out and get you 30. She's done so time and time again. She's been my player of the week several times this year. And she's just a really good basketball player. Um, but I think the two best teams, honestly, coming out of that region are going to be Cookville and Lebanon. Obviously, I've only seen Cookville once this year when they came to station camp. I've only seen Lebanon once this year as well. Uh, of course, led by Corey Baird. But I um, know a little bit about them. Cookville, they are just very – what's the word? They're, they're just – they're honed in on what they do. They know what they do well and they stick to it. If they've got to run a five-minute offense to get the, get a bucket that they need or want, that's exactly what they're going to do. So they're very disciplined and um, they just play good defense and, and are good on that end of the floor. And then Lebanon, listen, they have championship pedigree, right? This is a team that's coming off of a Class 3A state championship last year where they lost to men, but still they return a lot of players from that team. So I think just having that experience, having that pedigree, will go a long way. So – if you're looking at two teams to come out of that, the girls' side, I would say probably Cookville and Lebanon, and in a third team, if I had to throw any out there, would would certainly be beach.
1: Makes sense. I mean, this is a this this region is going to run through Cookville. I mean, there's they're undefeated. They're just like the Beach Boys, right? I mean, you've got two teams who are. The boys' side, you've got Beach, the girls' side, you've got Cookful, and they're the team that everybody's gunning for. What does that, what kind of a difference does that make in postseason play? Because now you can't, you can afford to lose one more time tonight and then one more time in the region's finals, and that's it.
4: Correct. Yeah. So, um, I have, so I asked Tip Brown about that. You know, I just kind of before the district tournament started, I just wanted to know where their head was at. You know, they were 29-0 going into Saturday's semifinal game. And I just said, Kip, you know, just talk me through your mindset. What's, what's, what's the team thinking? Like, well, what's your thought process right now? And he said, Zach, listen, we have four must-win games remaining on our schedule. Those, of course, being the region quarterfinals, the region finals, the region finals, or excuse me, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the finals, and, of course, the substate state rounds. And that's kinda of how they're viewing their season at this point. Obviously I haven't been able to talk to Cookville, but I would think their motto and their mindset is kind of the same. Like our season comes down to these four games. We can lose this district championship and in theory you can you can lose your region final game, but you wanna win that game because you wanna host the substate, right? You wanna be at home, you wanna be in the comfort of your own gym and you know, not leaving school at one thirty in the afternoon or, or whatever it may be to get to your opponent's destination. And so you know, I thought it was I thought it was key for him to say that 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 is a must-win game for them, and so it really comes down to these this this next week in the region tournament. Their season, they're thirty and zero, and you know I've got a story that I'm working on this week for Main Street Preps, just highlighting the best teams in Sumner County history, and I and I've just been looking at that thirty-win mark as kind of the barrier. Um, there's only been one team in Sumner County basketball history to ever finish a season. Undefeated, and that was in 1987 when the Gallatin girls cut down the net after a 34-0 season. Obviously, if Beach gets to a state tournament or wins a state tournament, they will have played more games. But nevertheless, it's not like undefeated seasons—you just you find them anywhere. They're very rare, and so I thought it was I thought it was important for him just to just to highlight that exact fact. That like, hey, yes, we do have four remaining must-win games, and this is a team that has a ton of confidence in itself. They feel no pressure. They know what they're capable of. Talking about the Beach Boys, of course. Um, They know what their expectations are. Nothing that I say or the outsiders say or anyone else says is going to surprise them because they they have the pressure from within themselves simply because they know exactly what they can accomplish. They know how good they are. And listen, the addition of Eli Rice and, and Tyler Moore from station camp has obviously been incredible for them. I think this still would have been a very good basketball team Without them, I mean, they were coming off a sub-state appearance last season where they lost to Kane Ridge, and they were returning mostly everybody. But they were going to be looking for a point guard and a shooting guard. And perfectly enough, Tyler Moore and Eli Wright fit exactly what they needed. And and it's just been a smooth transition. And, and, and I asked them, I said, guys, what has been the secret to your success knowing that there is only one basketball? Because people on the outside like me, like, who's going to take that critical, important shot? when the game's on the line and the clock's ticking down. There's only one ball. The thing is, guys, these these kids have been playing I mean, you know what it's like. Kids play AAU ball. They know each other. They see each other outside of the season. And these guys have been playing AAU ball since they were in elementary school. So it's not like it was this hard transition for them. In fact it was very seamless. And so I think you're kind of seeing that now and and I'm excited to see just how they play over the next week, week and a half and see if they can really win those four must win games.
2: Speaking with um, Zach Womble here on Main Street Preps today. I'm sorry, Main Street Sports to, um, today. There we go. There it is. It's Dude, right Dude, I'm there. feeling you. It's right over <laughs> it my shoulder. It is Monday. You know, here's the thing. When Zach brought up that 1987 Gallatin girls team, it just kind of threw me off a little bit because I had to get in the Wayback machine just a second. But um, Debbie Scott – Amy Lanham, Renee – I'm um, sorry, Amy Lanham and Renee Adams were pretty much the core of that team. I saw that team play. Um, Amy Lanham went on and played down at Alabama. Renee Adams went to Tennessee Tech. And Debbie Scott started at UT before finishing up at Western Kentucky. That was a whale of a girls' basketball team. And in Sumner County, boys or girls, if you're being compared to that team, you got some stuff going on. And so – um, It'll be interesting to see just how far this beach team can go, Zach, but that um, again, that's some pretty high cotton for them to be compared with right there.
4: Yeah, absolutely listen this, that's a, that was a very good basketball team. That was obviously before I was around here in Sumner County. but uh, you know when that that they are the bar. Um, you know the best the best boys team since then was probably that two thousand and sixteen team from station Camp that finished thirty six and two and then went on to the state final Four. Uh, before obviously you know ending their season but you know I think everyone has kind of looks to that 1987 Gallatin girls basketball team for all that you just mentioned I mean your three core players went on to play high level basketball and so you're right when when you're comparing a team or anything to that it's it's high praise and so um, like I said they know it they know what's at, at stake you can't surprise them with anything you know I talked to all the guys after games and coaches and, and none of that none of that surprises them. You know, they're they're chasing a Beach record. Currently, thirty-three straight wins is the most uh that Beach has ever won in a season that dates all the way back to nineteen ninety two, I believe, which Kit Brown, the current head coach, was on that team and I think they went to the state tournament, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they they want to at least win three more games to match mm-hmm. that. And so it goes back to their four must-win games. If they can win the four must win games, they set a record, get into the state tournament and then, as you know, if you can just get into the dance, if you could just get to that glass house, give yourself a chance, you never know what's going to happen with a blind draw or or what. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see how it plays out, how it shakes out for them. But, listen, um, as I was telling somebody else earlier, do not be surprised if Gallatin really makes a run at it, guys, because I'm telling you, when you got a team that plays defense the way that they do – I mean, listen, this this is a team that stopped Asa Hardaway in a semifinal action, it's uh, only 17 points. And you're like, well, 17, that's that's a good mark, right? Well, here's the thing, guys. He scored their first 10 points. So mm-hmm. for the next 25 minutes of the game, he only scored seven. This is a team that locks down on the defensive end. And so when you can do that, defense, as you know, travel. Um, I think they will have to travel. You know, I would expect them to lose the district championship. I would also expect them, if they got to a region final, uh, to lose that as well to Beach, meaning they would have to go on the road to sub But, again, defense travels. And if they can just start making baskets, um, that's a a scary team. And, you know, I've stopped doubting a Bobby Luna team back in 2019 when they hosted a Will Pruitt-led Mount Juliet team, a Mount Juliet team that was probably one of the best teams in the state and that should have been in the state tournament. But instead they lost a region semifinal at Gallatin because Bobby Luna decided to lock – team decided to lock down, play great defense hold the basketball until they got their final shot or get a good shot at the rim and, and ended up upsetting them. And, you know, I remember asking Bobby, like, you know, Bobby, what's up? You know, you are holding the ball. Like, cause I'm a proponent of a shot clock in high school basketball. I'll just tell you that right now. I'm not a fan of teams holding the ball for the last minute of a half or for a final shot. I mean, ju- that's just not basketball in my opinion, but you know, in that game in particular, he was just like, listen guys, this is the number one Ranked defense in the state It's not like we were Holding the ball We just couldn't get A good shot off So You know I, I stopped doubting Bobby Luna and his team uh, Back in 2019 and, and like I was telling A coworker of mine earlier It would not surprise me In the least bit If you saw Gallatin In the sub-state Giving themselves a chance To get to the state tournament As well
1: Zach Wumble, Main Street Preps Full court press podcast You can uh, When does that air live JP Do we know I'm sure. Yeah, it's, uh, okay.
0: it is Thursdays yeah. at oh, noon. Thursdays at noon.
1: Thursdays at noon. You can watch it live or you can find it on your your podcast distribution platform of choice. Just search Full Court Press, uh, Zach Womble. Zach Womble, MSP on Twitter. Go follow him. Check it out. Zach, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it.
4: Hey, Chris, one last thing before I let you go. Yep. The reason why I was classified as a game winner is because in theory it ended the game you boys have a good one I appreciate the time you guys do an incredible job with Main Street Sports today thanks so much for the time
2: (laughs) when we can remember the names sometimes yeah, (laughs) Yeah. helps
1: we'll be back Uh, we'll continue talking hoops on the other side of the break stick around zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
3: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It's Reaction Monday here on Main Street Sports today. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, JP Plant on the controls. Talk about reactions and split second reactions. Or, well, I I don't know if it's a split second or not. I think, I think we just need to dive in on this because I don't think it was a split second reaction what Jawan Howard did yesterday following the Wisconsin contest where a slap Was thrown. I I won't call it a punch because it was open handed.
2: It was open handed from six feet away. I'd call it a swipe.
1: It was, I mean, he landed it. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't think it was very
2: hard. it, It was not a punch. I mean, I I think that whatever that was landed a little bit more lightly than a punch. You know, let oh, me punch no you and then let me, you, let me do that and you tell me which one hurts more. But um, let me preface this by saying, didn't watch the game, don't know what led up to the post-game handshake line, have no idea, don't care. Haven't listened to the video. So, I mean, I've not heard the audio portion of it, so I don't know what was said. I do. I'm I'm just telling you. I've, I've not heard it. I don't know. I'm just telling you that if I'm walking around, I'm not looking at you. I'm minding my own business. Got my head down walking. You grab me by my elbow. I'm already hot about something. You know it when you grab my elbow. So... All bets are off to me at that point. What? He no said, matter what anybody wants to say about this or how they want to frame it, Greg Gard initiated this whole thing. And if Greg Gard doesn't grab Juwan Howard by his elbow, none of this happens. This is what was said. I'm going to remember this
1: ish. stuff. All right. That's all he said. He said, I'm going to remember this. Mm -hmm. As he's walking by. Mm -hmm. Now, if I said that to you, okay, remember it. All right. Scoreboard. Keep going. Okay. Enough said. I mean, okay,
2: you remember it, bro.
1: The the physical altercation of Greg Gard grabbing Jawan Howard led to a verbal altercation between Greg Gard and Jawan Howard. In the middle of which, several players and eventually assistant coaches and probably trainers and everybody else.
2: And I think I saw some officials per- in there per- maybe. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Officials need to be Should've gone. Should have been gone. Gone. Didn't have nothing to do with y'all. But. Let the, let the cops deal with that. <laughs> let the, let the that, cops that, sort the yeah, bodies. Yeah, that, that's, that's a little above y'all pay level at that yeah, point. Yeah, at that yeah. point, get the heck out of Dodge.
1: <clears throat> but. The physical altercation between Jawan Howard and an assistant coach from Wisconsin comes way after everything, including after said assistant coach comes from out of the frame like a bullet to the middle of the altercation and continues to yell at Jawan Howard while Jawan Howard is still yelling at Greg guard. So this I'm, is the problem. I'm not even talking to you, bro. You need to hush. Get your guy and go, or whatever. But don't come at me and keep talking.
2: This is grown folks.
1: And even I mean, between
2: Howard and Guard, at that point, right. whatever they're doing the is bosses. what they're doing. You know, and and what should have happened, really and truly, is Greg Guard should have turned around and, and told his everybody. assistant to get out of here.
1: That's right, everybody. And at what point, at some point, the assistant coach who eventually gets oops upside the head (laughs) put his hands on a player, a Michigan player, a Michigan player to his right. And that is the point in which I see Jawan's hand Mm -hmm. come across. Well, and that's the thing.
2: I mean, I think it's at best an unwritten rule and probably should be a written rule. You don't talk to other coaches, other teams' players. I mean, certainly not to reprimand them. I mean, if you want to tell somebody good game, or if you want to compliment somebody, or something like that, that's one thing. But for them, talk to
1: other folks as players, two things. Stephen A. Smith, all these talking heads. I saw Jay Williams had the same comment. I've seen. I've seen everybody. Greg Gard ought to be suspended for two games, and Jawan Howard ought to be suspended for the rest of the year. Uh uh, flip it. (laughs) If anybody deserves to be suspended for the rest of the year, it's Greg Gard because he started it all. I don't care if Michigan's pressing, calling timeout is BS anyway. I don't care what Michigan's doing. What was the final? I don't. They were seventeen points. Was the was who won? Wisconsin. Wisconsin won by seventeen? Correct. Okay. So Michigan has their starters in against Wisconsin's bench players down 17 and they're pressing. Well, yeah, because they're down seventeen. But then you call timeout. Wisconsin. And then score?
2: No. There there's speaking of unwritten rules, I mean there's a few That's one being, of them. being being violated there. But here's the thing. If Jawan Howard is suspended for the rest of the season, if I'm Jawan Howard, you've got my resignation letter on your desk tomorrow. Yes. Jawan Howard played 20 years in the NBA. He was an assistant coach for six after that. He doesn't I, need this he, ish. He don't need to remember it because he can go to the house. Period. I didn't want this job. Y'all ask. Y'all ask me. <laughs> Because as I recall, this was after Beeline left to go to the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, y'all needed me a lot more than I needed y'all. I was I was chilling in South Beach, minding my own. I can go back. And why not
1: at this point? <laughs> I don't need this headache.
2: And, and they're talking about the fan base being down on him because they're 14 and 11. Y'all can have it. Have it. Good luck.
1: <sighs> so, anyway, to recap, we don't believe Jawan Howard is the problem here. No, we don't. <laughs> and we may be the only ones who think that, and we'll say it out loud. But I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm- Jawan, go to the house, dude. Go to the house. You don't need this headache, bro. Wish I I had that ability.
2: Instead, instead, we'll be back after the break for halftime,
0: right? (laughs) Nailed it.
2: Yeah.